Hey, we're glad you're here. I'm Anna. And I'm Ariana, and we are The Authentic Collective. In this podcast, we take you on our journeys to becoming our authentic selves through stories, discussions, and revelations. We discuss things like boundaries, relationships, spirituality, therapy, and self-love. You can find us here weekly, and be sure to follow along on Instagram at the underscore authentic underscore collective, where we have more of your favorite content. We are so excited to embark on this journey together and with you as well. Get comfy, listen in, and dive deep. Hey. Hey. Uh, Welcome back. This is episode three, and today we are talking about empowerment. Empowerment. We are really excited to talk about this. We wanted to sort of set the tone for what we're talking about, so we're going to give the Google definition for empowerment, which is... Authority or power given to someone to do something, uh, and also defined as the process of becoming stronger and more confident, especially in controlling one's life and claiming one's rights. Which I think are both very good definitions, but definitely very different. Um, I think empowerment, I think through this episode we're going to find, is a lot of different layers. Mm -hmm. I do think the second definition definitely resonates with us a little bit more because it's more individual, it's talking about you know, confidence, which we're going to dive into as well, uh, controlling one's life, mm-hmm. claiming one's rights, which mm-hmm. can really be anything. Um, so let's go ahead and dive in and kind of see where we come out on the other side. Yeah. So give me your personal definition. Oh, okay. So <laughs> empowerment, I think for me, has a lot of definitions. Okay. And I think it's because empowerment as a word has changed meaning in my life through the different stages of my life. Um, You know, and I think it's easy to just say, pick a word, whatever it is, boundaries, empowerment, mental health, and just define it. But the truth is, is how I live and what I believe is we are ever-changing souls and people. Mm -hmm. And so empowerment has also just changed a lot through my life. Um, The best really personal kind of story that I can give is probably elementary school when you're starting to socialize you go to school empowerment for me back then and of course I didn't know the word empowerment but empowerment I think back then in the most simple terms was who am I where does my confidence come from and kind of what is the purpose of my life yeah and I think in elementary school it's all about the social aspect right I always used to think the more friends you had the better mm-hmm. being surrounded being the kid who's always in the group at recess yeah the popular um, one right you never want to be that one walking the track alone oh, um, no. you want to just surround yourself with people and so I think that was the idea of empowerment yeah um, which you know it's it's as, as much as you know especially at that age I don't even think you really are as much aware no and then kind of as I started growing and I hit middle school and beginning of high school, I think because we were all going through puberty and there were so many physical changes and that's when also social media started coming into play. It did, yeah. Empowerment became the idea of how do I physically look? Mm. How do I do my makeup? How do I do my hair? Yeah. How much do I weigh? Do I have some hip dip that some cosmopolitan magazine showed us? Not Cosmo. (laughs) And like, so physical appearance would be like a tool to use for empowerment in a way. I would say more that it became empowerment. It was like, unless you feel that society will accept you physically, unless you feel 
good physically, mm-hmm. you're not empowered. Mm-hmm. That's it's it's pretty it's pretty intense actually. When I when I give it that much meaning, it's like I didn't wake up every day thinking, oh, I have to look like this. But I definitely used to take thirty to forty five minutes to get ready at like six a.m. to go to middle school. Yeah. I don't even, I spent about 15 minutes now to my corporate job at 24. (laughs) So it was so, right? And it was so self-reflective of like, you see yourself physically reflecting and you're like, oh, I'm only confident if I look this way. Yeah. Um, And you know, carbs, the whole idea that carbs are bad. If you talk to any girl in high school, she's like, I don't eat bread. I'm like, bitch, give me all the bread (laughs) and the side of bread. I need toast. I need potatoes. I need all the carbs. I will never say no to carbs. Literally my favorite food group. Same. Um, So that was kind of those years. And then college was even different. Again, it kept changing because college, I think, focused more on intellectual because we're there to learn right Mm -hmm. it's a learning institution Mm -hmm. you're learning what is your major what is your five-year life plan gonna Mm -hmm. look like everyone loves to ask that question right um who you're hanging out with in college are you going out are you studying in the library can you balance both personalities Mm -hmm. um it became that became empowered i was like okay if i can balance and i can have social life and i can look good and I'm smart, and I'm getting a degree, and, 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 then I'm empowered. The girl who does it all. The girl who does it all. That is such a good way to put college years for me. And it took a really long time to get there. And honestly, like my fifth year, because I stayed on to do my master's, by fifth year, I felt empowered as hell. I had the best friends. I went out. I studied. I got good grades. I had an internship. I got a job. Like I literally started marking it off. But my mental health was non-existent yeah and I graduated college and now being about a year out of college empowerment is so different to me now empowerment for me now and I mean this this is this goes back to our previous episode when we talked about our stories right so now I live in this very in this very just deep soulful connection with myself And empowerment for me today looks like, what am I thinking? Mm -hmm. What am I sharing? Am I living in my values? And am I surrounding myself with people who live by those values and empower those values? And so empowerment now is truly for me authenticity. Mm. Um, And I realized this, this is such a, one of those moment realizations where I said something out loud and I was like, whoa, I didn't even realize that. Um, I've been spiritual for, you know, we talked about almost three years now. And so now, however, I'm not scared to talk about it. Um, before anybody who would ask me like, oh, is like everything okay? And, you know, let's say something was going bad, like a test went wrong or there was a breakup or a friend left. I'd be like, oh no, like I'm so bad. Like life is so hard, Mm. you know, really just bogging down. And now I've realized that no matter what has happened in my life in the last I would say year. My last year has been very ebb and flow. I think so, yeah. Um, and any time where I was in the ebb and it felt like hell, my response was always, it's happening exactly why it should and in divine timing. Hmm. And I realized that, that I'm not even scared to share that with strangers. Like I could be in line with a grocery store and you could just start talking to the person behind. And the first thing that comes out of my mouth is like, hey, divine timing. Hey, manifestation. Hey, I believe in this. <laughs> hey, here's how it showed up in my life. And I think some of my friends who are not as spiritual or just don't entertain specifically that, 
Um, sometimes they're like, Anna, you're in your woo-woo thing. <laughs> but I have realized that I don't really even care mm. because I have seen so many like benefits from it and my life has totally turned around. So empowerment now, right? We went all the way from social quantity of friends to now looking at values, being confident in what I believe in, and only surrounding myself with people that have those values as well. Yeah. So more of like a top to bottom, like a full picture of empowerment versus like taking one thing about yourself and trying to magnify that, do you think? Yes, but I would say that instead of now trying to in like trying to umbrella everything, mm-hmm. I'm so focused on self soul connection, okay. how I feel. Yeah. Let's say maybe my empowerment, maybe I physically don't think I look the best or maybe some of the people surrounding me aren't necessarily how I would want them to be I now more care and give a shit about what I think Mm. about myself and how I wake up in the morning and how I talk to myself and so my empowerment has become inside out versus outside in Mm. that's a big one yes that's very big so it's like self-empowerment yes like okay for me, my empowerment, my definition of empowerment was always based in my intelligence. Mm. Because as a kid, uh, when, when I got to kindergarten, I was put in like the gifted and talented program. And there was just a lot of expectation for me to do things at an academic level that were slightly excelling mm-hmm. uh, compared to the kids my own age. Um, and I was a smart kid. I like, I mean, I was reading early on, like I earned that spot. But a lot of my idea of, like, being empowered was about how smart I was, whether or not I knew the right answers to things, what my grades looked like, and all of that was really important to me, and still is important to me. But that really defined me. That was your identity. That was my identity, and that was what, that was where I got my empowerment from, because I was social, you know, I was a social kid, um... But especially when you're in those awkward years and everyone's trying to find their place, you really need to, like, figure out what, what is your thing, you know? Yeah. Like, you're searching for something to cling to. So for me, it was always academics. And then when I got to high school, that started to be rattled for me because I was all of a sudden at a very competitive high school academically. Um, and it was harder to, to put myself at the top mm-hmm. versus when I was younger, um, which just makes sense. We went to, like, a huge high school. Yeah. So there was so much competition, so much pressure to, like, do this, this, and that. And you had kids from, like, pretty affluent families who had things lined up for themselves to where they could afford to go to good schools and, like, you know, get good tutoring and yeah. get SAT help and all that stuff. So All of a sudden, the playing field just wasn't as even it anymore. It was not even anymore. And so that was hard for me. And I think in high school, a lot of my empowerment came through religion. Mm-hmm. So I started to just find empowerment in the way that I saw the world, the way that I saw um, the the spiritual wor- world around me. And I, I got empowerment from feeling like religion did for a while give me a really important place in, in my social groups. Um, I was valued. You it know. became your new identity. So you went from yeah. intellectual to religious. Yes. And I was super religious. Mm. <laughs> so, like, I was definitely... I was the girl wearing the purity ring and, like, yeah. the whole... <laughs> oh, my God, I remember that. <laughs> yes. That's right. Which, like, there's nothing wrong with that at all. But yeah. seeing who you are now, <laughs> I would never put you in a purity ring. <laughs> She's a whore. No, <laughs> no. But, like, yeah, that was me. And so I found empowerment through that and through being the most religious one. Or, yeah. like, being the one who was 
good at it, you know? Like, I was following all the rules. Yes. Like, I was doing the quiet times. And I was the A straight-A straight student in a religion school. <laughs> yeah, and I had my Bible, and, like, I told people about Jesus, and I, like, would wake up at 4 a.m. to do quiet times. So, like, I had a lot of empowerment in that, which for a while served me just perfectly fine. Becoming an adult, empowerment started to look really different mm. for me. Because as women, too, we grow up, and there's a lot of stuff against us, right? So a lot of our empowerment, even in this country, we're sort of told, like, you really can't have it all, though. You know, like, yeah. you need to choose. You need to, do, you need to pick something. You need to stay in your place, whatever that was. So I became very aware of that, I think, as I became an adult. And I started to push kind of those boundaries. And that's eventually, I feel like, why I pushed the boundary of religion. I pushed the boundary of just needing to be the smart one. I was like, if I want to take pride in my looks, I can. If I want to take pride in my smarts, I can. If I want to have a passion for learning, if I want to go to college, I want to, whatever. So I also feel like I started to develop like an internal sense of empowerment that I feel like has just each year rounded itself out more and more and more. Mm. Like as I've gotten older, I'm, I'm more and more confident. And there were times in my life where I look back and I really was not at all. Like, even though I had maybe the facade that I was, I wasn't. I was constantly in the trap of comparison and just thinking, mm -hmm. like, the grass is greener on the other side. And, you know, if I looked like this or if I acted like this, I could have X, Y, Z. So now I'm really at a point in my life where I do not compare myself. I really don't. And that has been a self-empowerment journey. Like, just... I think just absorbing, you know, material from women who are mm -hmm. what I look like um, or what I look to for an example of self-empowered. And when I think of a person or a woman who's self-empowered, I think of someone who is so fully themselves. I think of 100% authenticity. Yeah. So I think I equate empowerment with authenticity because as human beings, as people, I truly believe that we all have something to individually offer the world yeah and if we can be our full authentic selves and if we're given the tools to do that that's empowerment for the self I think Ooh. I think what came to mind as you were saying that is like you know you said empowerment is now full authenticity authenticity is having I think so much stability and core of your identity mm -hmm. versus putting identity into intellect putting yeah. identity into religion. So now, because you're able to be aware mm -hmm. and A, feel safe with yourself, mm -hmm. B, work through whatever trauma you're carrying, whatever self-limiting beliefs you've created, you do break down to this pure self of, this is what I believe, this is what matters to me, and I don't falter on it anymore. You've created an identity. Not sorry, you haven't created it. You have now peeled back the layers to find your true identity. Yeah. And that's empowering. So then, okay, so what about how did we get there? Like, for you, what did it take for you to get to the place where you feel empowered? Like, what about the people that are, like, cool, but I don't feel like that right now? I think that the key to getting there was life taking away things that I put my identity into. Hmm. So whether that was a boyfriend, the relationship ended. I I had a relationship where my whole identity was set in it. Um, this, I was, I mean, I was young. I was 17, 18, but my whole identity was in that relationship. And when it ended, it took me a really long time to figure even out what do I like. Who am I? Who am what I? What do I want? What, yeah. do I, what do I care about? Like, oh, my boyfriend said that, like, 
he believes in this oh me too right because i was so i i think i think it's also just societal kind of definitions of relationships like the woman just lives for the man yeah. and when you're 17 18 you don't know any better um so i think that's one is getting things taken away that really carry that sense of identity for me and then i think the second part is very very realistic and harsh self-reflection mm -hmm. and the reason i say harsh is not because i'm harsh on myself mm -hmm. but harsh on the self-reflection of in moments where and of course it's so much easier now being who i am being spiritual being self-aware having the vocabulary to say hey my ego is activated mm -hmm. i didn't know i knew what the ego was but i didn't know my ego was being activated when i was 20 or 19 or 21 even yeah or 22 even like realistically and so Back then, I would do what I can. You know, I started journaling back then. I would have conversations. I would listen to podcasts um, and do as much as I can of, I think reflection also back then looked a lot more like, oh man, I shouldn't have said that, right? Reflection now for me is, man, why did I talk to myself that way? Hmm. So before it was like, you, you know, um, this is my favorite example is when you're uh, walking out of the store or you're at a restaurant and they're like, enjoy your meal. And you're like, yeah, you too. Mm -hmm. Or thanks, you too. Um, I remember when I was younger and I used to say that, I would get so embarrassed. Really? I'm like, Anna, you're so stupid. How can you say that? Like, they probably think you're so dumb. Wow. Now it's like, if I say that, I just laugh it off. Because mm -hmm. it's usually just pretty funny. It's like everybody says that, you know, to them. But now instead, my reflection looks like, okay, I'm having a bad day. Like, oh man, why am I having a bad day? And then I'll be like, wait. I'm allowed to have a bad day. Mm -hmm. And I'll be like, okay, Anna, what do you need right now? Um, actually, on the drive over here, I was not having a good day, and I was just kind of bleh with emotions. And I was like, okay, it's okay to feel this way. And then I kind of just talked myself through what I was feeling. And then I really asked my question of, is this how I want to feel right now? And I was like, no, I don't. So I started thinking about our podcast. Mm -hmm. And I would say there's that empowerment right there of empowering myself to feel what I need to feel, but also allowing myself to say, screw it, I don't want to feel that way right now. Mm -hmm. I'm allowed to change my narrative. I'm allowed to change what I'm saying, literally to flip the script around. Yeah. Um, so yeah, reflection, having life take its own course, and I think growing up and yeah. learning the vocabulary. Yeah, um, and actually grow, I think growth. Growth. Just letting growth happen and not resisting it, which is uncomfortable. Yeah. Like I saw a TikTok <laughs> that was talking about how this girl was explaining like her spiritual state she feels like she's at a place of like rebirth pretty much mm -hmm. like her old self is gone i love those tiktoks oh it's my the, god it's the best way to define this i want you it to finish was, the statement well, though it's awesome i've never heard anyone explain it like her old self is gone but her new self hasn't been born yet yes yes right and i was like oh my god that's where i'm at right that now that is the most accurate accurate definition of growth yes. of spiritual growth self care growth self-love growth any kind of growth it's and your it's old self is happen. just gone it's just gonna happen and there's nothing you can do to stop it unless you actively resist growth and okay change. so how do you personally because that's how you feel mm -hmm. i i definitely had that i think i'm almost on the tail end of that just because i sat through it so like aggressively yeah but how would you say you didn't resist it how did you allow it to happen how did you not shut down from yourself because it's so easy to say Oh my god, I'm scared. I don't feel comfortable. Distraction. I don't feel comfortable. Relationship. I don't feel comfortable. Go out. How did you sit with it? Falling on my face. Mm. Yeah. Because <laughs> I asked for it. 
Yeah. I begged for it at times. So it's like funny because I would ask for it. I would be like, I really, really need change. I don't want to be like this anymore, blah, blah, blah. But then when that change happens, sometimes just falling on my face mm. and doing it anyway. Okay, like going how'd you through pick it yourself doing it up anyway. though? So I think like it's looked different for me in different stages of my life, but now I have much better coping mechanisms. I think when I was religious, it was through faith mm -hmm. that everything was going to be okay yep. and hanging on anyway, which is still what it is now, just without the religious context of that. Mm. Recently, as it's been happening, it's literally been about full-on acceptance and just being like, okay, like I'm not going to be here forever. Yeah. Like understanding that this phase is temporary, I'm not going to be here forever. I'm going to keep moving because that's what life does. You know, like the tree grows, we grow, change is inevitable. And I used to be extremely uncomfortable with that. And I think that that was what was preventing me from being truly empowered mm -hmm. was a constant resistance to change. Um, like it would freak me out, like freak me out. I would always say, I hate change. I hate change. I hate change. Like we moved all the time when I was a kid, like things would change a lot and things were shifty a lot in my kid life and I hated that mm. so now I've learned change is going to come and it's going to happen and you never know when it's going to happen and mm -hmm. everything can change in a moment everything can change over the course of years and so now I just accept that like this is where I'm at things are moving things are shifting in x amount of time it's going to look different for me yeah I think I think one of one of the keys from that that really stands out is everything's temporary. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I don't think you get to accept that or even understand that until you start growing up. And that being said, yeah. I mean we're very young still, but I think with self-awareness and going through certain life changes and um certain big events or a bunch of small events um then you're like, oh my gosh, everything is temporary. Mm -hmm. Relationships, yourself, your life, things in your life can come and go at any second. Yeah. And accepting that, and yeah, you said sitting with it, it's it's complete detachment mm. of control. Yeah, my favorite thing. Yes, <laughs> which is super uncomfortable for both of us. For sure, we're like saying that and looking at each other like, <laughs> I, I don't feel good disgusting. saying that, I know. <laughs> I know, like, my ego already started out, I'm like, <gasps> gasping for air, like, what do you mean I can't control things? Shifting uncomfortably. I feel like, I, I really am one of those people that believes fully that storms are temporary. Yeah. And I was sitting the other day, like, on my bed, looking out the window, and it was raining, like, super heavily. And by the time I was, like, done, I was, like, reading a chapter of the book that I'm reading right now, and I look up and the sun is shining, it's done. And I was just, like... It's temporary. Like, nothing lasts forever. Especially not the rain in Houston. <laughs> Especially rain in Houston. <laughs> including the bad seasons and the bad times and the uncomfortable times. There will be a time where you get to the other side of that, where you get out of the storm, and you can look back. Yeah. And I think that empowerment is just taking each leap out of each stage and just jumping, 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 and not stopping. Yeah, looking back, so I think... I think looking back, it's a really bad rap. I think with memes and social media, everyone's like, oh, never look back. Like, block everybody, move on. Friends, relationships, family, fuck them all. Like, you should look back 
for one purpose I think and that is to see how far you have come and how much you have grown yeah because that is self-reflection also I think because it's affirmation and validation that you're doing the damn thing yeah right I'm not I'm not looking back thinking oh I should call that friend that we're not friends anymore I'm looking back saying okay how did I handle that how how, how do how would I handle it today and is there growth there and do I like the direction the growth is going mm. um and kind of the um the disclaimer I think that's also important is empowerment is for everybody. It's for kids, teenagers, our age, parents, grandparents. It's for any gender. It's divine masculine and divine feminine. Like it is literally everybody. And I think, um, honestly, with social media and society, I think it's unfortunately what it always comes down to. But there is, um, you know, there is that hiding of men, don't feel your feelings, don't be vulnerable. And then it's women, you feel too much and you're too vulnerable, right? And so both parties are, I, lack of a better term, oppressed in very different ways when it comes to empowerment and vulnerability. But I think it's important for those two sides to almost meet in the middle of, there is the fine balance of being able to express and stay in your grounding and actually say what you believe Mm -hmm. but also learning how to not control it but maybe express it better right I mean you wouldn't go and like beat up somebody's car right now with an emotional raging volcano probably not but you may have very very good vocabulary in actually expressing what empowerment is for you or what vulnerability is for you now Mm -hmm. so I think everybody can learn from all sides and I think all ages can learn too so I think empowerment is such a universal topic but um you said something you said Mm self-care and then you said you were reading your book and so I think that's a perfect tangent of what are practical things that you can do or have you done that either maybe you feel empowered in that moment or it kickstarts your journey to further empowerment uh educating yourself like honestly like educating myself definitely furthered my journey because with all sorts of things like whatever it is that you feel like you're lacking and you want to be better at educate yourself Mm -hmm. get a book about it listen to a podcast about it doing that changed my I know that that has changed my life for the both of us we know that like I have books I've read books about uh about women empowerment untamed was one a book that's changed our lives uh, I've read a book about body self-love, like true body self-love. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, I'm reading a book right now about group therapy. That's amazing. It's sort of like autobiographical-ish. I have read a book about female sexuality. Mm-hmm. Like it just, anything that I, I want to understand more and feel like I could expand more in my life, books, reading, huge reader. If you're not a huge reader, podcasts maybe are yep. good for you. Um, Oprah's Super Soul Sunday podcast was yes. huge for me. And I've listened to that one for many, for several years now. Mm-hmm. Um, since I had a, like, back when I used to have, like, a 30-minute commute to work, I would listen to that one. And she would talk to people that it was like, oh, my God. Like, their lives are just incredible, mm. you know. And Brene Brown's podcasts have changed my life. Like, just learning from other people, listening to other stories. Like, expand your mindset. Like, get out of your bubble and learn. And that is possible with social media. There's ups and downs to that. Because I do personally believe that you can also, like, we're also handed 
things that are labeled as empowerment that aren't actually fake empowerment. Yes. I oh, that's a really, like, okay, I want to touch on that um, Let's talk about next, that. But I, I do agree, education, and honestly, there's really almost no excuse for you not to be able to educate yourself. There really isn't, not in this age. Not in this age. Not with. If you have an iPhone, you can educate yourself. Yep. Or an Android. <laughs> or um, a computer, or anything. Access to it. Like, yeah. you can literally Google anything and library. find anything. Yeah. That's true. And people. Yeah. We just stopped learning how to have conversations, but it's people. It's yeah. it is. It's it's debates, it's chats, it's vulnerability conversations, it's so many things that you really don't have an excuse to not educate yourself if that is the path that you're wanting to take. Mm-hmm. But fake empowerment, that I think that's that's really multifolded. It is, because I think there's a lot of different a lot of different things that are labeled like that. Um, for me, I always think of when it comes to women first, mm-hmm. just because I feel like, I feel like as women, we've just been handed so much shit and been told that this is going to empower you, yeah. but it doesn't. And then we're left like, why do we feel so empty? You know, like motherhood's going to empower you. Oh yeah. You know, that's my favorite one is you yeah. have, this is what a family looks like and you're not a woman yeah. until you do that. Marriage will empower mm-hmm. you. Marriage will will put you together and make you feel whole. Y'all, I am married. I can tell you right now that is the last thing that it will do. You can't just choose a person, lop onto them for life, and expect yourself to be whole magically. Yeah, you're like, oh, look, it's all fixed. (laughs) I'm done. I'm good. No, like from personal experience, that that does not happen. If anything, it will surface all of the shit that you're trying to hide. (laughs) So marriage, you know, I mean, just a man or relationship in general this will empower you. You're no longer a single woman. Mm-hmm. You're in a relationship now. You're elevated. You got the you got the ring. Whatever it is. Yep. I think that's a huge trap. It's a huge I totally agree. When yeah. you when you said it, I thought about relationships and mm-hmm. marriage and yep. yeah, kids. And it, we're taught from day one to go look for that and to aim for that. Yeah. And it's a fine thing to want. I mean, I mean. it's also it is our natural instinct to reproduce. That's sure. just, the, yeah. we're talking very basic core animal instincts, Primal, right? Yeah. Like very much so. But with all these new layers of society and things that we have that it just doesn't look that way anymore. It's a choice. It's and a I, choice. Think, I think with education came this discovery, complete discovery of, hey, our souls have so much healing to do on their own. Yeah. This is not about anybody else. Mm-hmm. This is not... You didn't come into this world to partner up. Yes, we need social, we need love, we need all of these other things besides basic necessities. But now it has become so much more of self-empowerment, your soul, your identity, and then what impact can you make out? Yes. And then whatever impact you're making out, you may or may not connect with somebody who wants to make that empowerment impact with you. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, that's a complete different topic, but I totally agree with you. That is a very big one. I also feel like the beauty industry is a big one. I was going to say physical and what what influencers, as, as much as I respect influencers for being vulnerable, you have the other side of influencers that are fake. Yeah, like, is it vulnerability? Is it vulnerability? You know? Is yeah. a highlight reel really vulnerability? Yeah. And that's just the reality of it. Like, there's no hiding that. I, I think, think also because it's become so monetized, too. Right? Yeah. Like, social yeah. media before used to be, like, just post it. Now it's like, hey, we'll pay you this much if you post it. So no, for sure. Now it's like, oh, we'll post whatever you want to see just for the sponsorships or the money, um, which is not vulnerability or authenticity at that point. It's a job. Yeah. Yeah, fake empowerment is tough because it's almost like 
it's almost like you have to see through the bullshit of something that you don't even know what you're looking for. No, for sure. And I spent many years of my life engaging in that. So I spent mm -hmm. many, many years subscribing to the fake empowerment movements and being like, this is making me feel good. But realizing as I got older that it was not going deep and wondering why, you know. And I think that, that everyone will hit some sort of trap with that. Um, and because I think using anything material or temporary to empower us is inevitably going to fail. Eventually the floor is going to fall through. Eventually. It's just, it's not going to reach, like you were talking about earlier, that true soul empowerment. Because I don't believe that we can get all the way there with stuff that people are selling us. You know what comes to mind when you say that? Um, I, I love this phrase that people say, you know, I'd rather cry in my Ferrari than be happy somewhere else. Like, yeah. have you heard that? Yeah. It's like, I would rather cry in a mansion. It's like, no, you wouldn't. No. No, you wouldn't. Because I, I, I hate that quote. Every Me time too. I see or somebody posts it, I'm like, you don't even understand how much sadness can ruin you. Yeah. Like, it will... Okay, you can cry in your Ferrari, but when you're crying every day, mm -hmm. you are so miserable that you can't even drive your Ferrari. Is and eventually, worth it? you're going to cry on your seats, and the seats are going to be ruined. <laughs> right? Like, Think about it. So when we're talking about practical things, sure, sure there's distractions. Right? You can go shopping one day to make your, yourself feel better. You can light a candle. You can scroll on social media. But unless you're doing authentic work, unless you're journaling, unless you are having conversations, um, for us, unless you're in therapy, yeah. um, and unless you are getting real with your, uh, well, I like to use the word shadow work because it's all those you know, dark sides, but mm. also your inner child work and what your soul needs now and who you are now, unless you're doing the ground foundation, you're not going to achieve anything in this realm. Therapy is a great way to empower yeah. yourself. Therapy is a yeah, it needs to, like, if it needs to happen, it, whatever's holding you back from being empowered, therapy may need to come in as an intervention. That was true for the both of us. I think therapy is huge because it is. not only are you learning about yourself in therapy, you start to understand those around you. Like, yes. when I see people post on social media, and of course, social media is your personal playground, right? Post mm -hmm. whatever makes you happy. But sometimes you see a post or you see a story and you're like, we know that this isn't because you wanted to show your dinner. You know, maybe it's because you wanted to show that your dinner is costing $150. And you can tell, right, the way the post is. Yeah. Or are you posting a selfie at the gym because you're saying, hey, I'm healthy? Or are you posting in the selfie in the gym for some other vain reason, right? Yeah. And when you're in therapy, you see that, you see right through that. And it's not in this judging way. I think people who become empowered, self-empowered, um, and honestly, people who go to therapy because you learn how to speak nicer to yourself and others, it's, it's not judgment of others. You almost see their pain and you almost understand why. You're like, oh, maybe it's because you didn't receive validation as a kid. Yeah, you can empathize. You can empathize. I think empathy is such a huge 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 part of it mm. of empowerment because also i think the other side of empowerment that we should talk about is empowerment of others by others i was gonna say yeah. like your social circle right um kind of hopping off topics but they say your five closest people are who make you up yeah or make up you yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, i don't know both. um and so I, I, I think part of that is very true i don't think you know if you take all five people away there's not going to be a you but yeah you pick up things 
here and there. And I think the people that surround you, how they empower you can also give you ideas of how to empower yourself Mm. and whether or not that empowerment is going in the right direction. I think so. Ooh, you know what? Social circles, man. Social circles. They can keep you trapped or they can get you next level. But you have to know who you are to have a successful social circle. For sure. Right? Like, I know my friends that are around me know what I need when I'm having a bad day, right? I don't need necessarily to be taken out and spoiled and told I'm beautiful. I need somebody to sit in the weeds and have deep conversations of me, whether talking whatever I'm feeling that day and just be there for me, right? For me, it's that, yeah. hey, are you there for me when I need Thick you? Thick and thin. Thick and thin, mm-hmm. unconditional love. Yeah. That's it for me. But I wouldn't know that unless I, for myself, knew, okay, I need unconditional love because that's something that I'm working on gaining for myself because you can't love others without loving yourself. That just goes back to how knowing yourself is empowerment. Yeah. So how do you get to know yourself? Oh, nah, you cry. <laughs> you cry some more. You cry it out. I cried a lot. <laughs> I cried a lot on my spiritual journey. I, I have pages in my journal that are just like wet from tear tears. Soaked. <laughs> just tear soaked. Now I cry. I cry a lot more from happiness and gratitude, which That's is like beautiful. crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. I, I cry a lot. I'm a crier. Mm-hmm. Um, and I used to cry a lot when I was angry. And when I'm sad. Yeah. But now being where I am and how empowered I am, I don't really have those lows, lows of angry and sad. I try to ebb and flow pretty consistently, quote unquote. But I know that for me, like, I just, I had to cry it out. Um, <laughs> the, the next step of I that, that. Yeah. Yeah. Kleenex could have sponsored So step one, day. cry it out. Step one, cry it out. Um, step two, ask yourself questions. Hmm. I think... Talking to yourself is the best thing that you can do for yourself. Anna's the queen of talking to herself. I talk to myself all the time. <laughs> this is why I loved masks. Because I would literally... <laughs> Not you in the grocery store just like mouthing under it. <laughs> I didn't mouth it. I said it out loud. Oh my I God. would literally be walking... And I'd be like, okay, like, why do I feel weird right now? And I was like, oh, Anna, like, just literally talking to myself yeah. under the mask. Otherwise, you'd look crazy. I would look crazy. So now that, you know, masks are off in some place, at least in Texas, I'm like, can we bring masks back just so I can talk to myself? I'm like that, but with my facial expressions. <laughs> I don't have to hide me judging you anymore. <laughs> uh, but okay, I can, I can say 100% that talking to myself has gotten me closer to myself because... When you say things out loud, your intuition and your body knows whether or not it's the truth. Mm. So if I'm just like, hey, I'm a type B person, my whole body just just rejected that that statement. (laughs) My stomach said no. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I know that I'm type A and I feel really good and I feel grounded in that. And Mm. I would say meditation for me was huge and podcasting. Education, but in the practical way of like actually applying it. Because yeah. you can sit and listen to a podcast. I mean, somebody could listen to this episode, be like, I'm going to go empower myself. Mm-hmm. And then does nothing, no actual tangible action to empower yourself, however you choose to do that. Yeah. Um, there will be no change. Yeah. So affirmations, meditations, affirmations, and education. Shin, shin, shin. That's good. Yeah. That's really good. For me, I think a huge part of knowing myself was writing. Which is basically mm. self-talk, but on paper. Yep. Right? It's so, journaling. It's total, yeah, like... Yeah, yeah, Like, I have journals from me and, like, the from... Like, literally almost on a daily basis from the time I was in the fourth grade till I was, like, 19. Dear diary. 
literally with a lock it had to have a lock sometimes with like you remember those really fancy ones where you had to like do a, a verbal password <laughs> no those fancy like girl diaries and it was like what's your password i'm gonna go call my mom and ask her why she didn't get me one of those i didn't own one i just thought they were cool my friends had them mom i'm coming we're gonna have a conversation no i was good old like pen and paper dude and still to this day like when something is like sitting and i'm very much like an external processor which i'm sure you are too because you talk to yourself like i need to verbally get stuff out so that's either like talking to like a friend or if it's just something with me and myself writing it out like Mm. i know so much more about my like i will literally sit and write and as I'm writing, I'm like, oh, <laughs> you know, right. The whole world just like cracked open. Everything makes sense now. Like, oh, what I was feeling. Oh, I just wrote it out. And now I understand myself. Oh, my God. Otherwise, I'm a huge mystery to myself and everyone around me. <laughs> I am like the worst at like sitting and ruminating on stuff. Like it's, yeah. it's going to go in circles. Like, no, oh, my God. It's best when it hits you out of the blue. Mm. I remember one of my most profound moments. I was um, I had just started my job working from home. And it had just been right after my grandma had passed. And I remember I was cutting cheese. I had like 20 minutes for lunch in between trainings. Mm-hmm. I was cutting cheese. And I literally broke to my knees and started sobbing. The sob lasted for three and a half minutes. I got up and I I felt so <laughs> enlightened. Dude, I wasn't even sad. Back to step one. I cried. <laughs> really digging See, myself into one. it. Well, then after I had to sit and talk to myself, so self-talk about what just happened. There you go. I remember I Snapchatted some of my friends. I was like, I just cried while cutting cheese. I think I just shed some ego right there. Just Yeah, just daily things, man. This is crazy. I think I think talking about it and also living in it. Obviously, we're doing the Authentic Collective now, mm-hmm. too. It's crazy to see how much it changes through the years. And even in this last eight months, I think that's like a really good kind of segue to where we are now is through authentic collective how much more we have grown honestly for me vocabulary is a huge part of it because a lot of it is i know how i feel but i don't have words to describe it sometimes you need to articulate it yeah like i came across um i came across this idea phenomenon movement i actually don't have the vocab words to describe what it is but the title is the dark night of the soul. Ooh. The dark night of the soul is the idea that you are literally going through hell yep. with yourself, with others around you. You are shedding every ounce of ego. That's you are shedding. That is the storm. And I had felt the storm multiple times, right? But I would mislabel it as depression, maybe, or um, severe anxiety, which not saying those things didn't exist for me, but just because I was going through the storm did not mean I was depressed. Mm. And so having the correct vocabulary now to have these conversations with you, I'm like, okay, I can be going through the, like I was going through the dark night of the soul, but I was still, I was very grateful. I was very happy. I was still able to find pieces of joy, but I knew that in the off moments, I was literally, my soul was literally just getting ripped apart. There, there was a Bible verse that honestly, to this day, like still resonates with me. And I used to cling to it all the time. And it was basically like, there may be pain in the night, but joy comes in the morning. Mm. And I just, man, yeah. if that isn't the truth. It is. It is. It is. And I think, I, I think educating yourself and I think really just being okay with whoever and wherever you are. And right? like, learn to do what you want to do. 
yeah self-empowerment is a lot of just like being who you are is a lot of just doing what you want yeah because that those experiences make up your life yeah do what you want to do yeah that could be i mean for me shout out to myself for some people including myself that's groundbreaking like just even that tiny act in and of itself of doing what you want is like oh my god yeah here i am i mean even the first step of allowing yourself to do whatever you want Mm -hmm. right like i'm taking up space taking up space i have a lot of moments where i'm like i shouldn't be doing this right the should be's the should be's are killer for empowerment yeah the should be ruins confidence it ruins self-image it ruins connections around you i think the should be's should be banned (laughs) agreed (laughs) agreed um but allowing yourself to be who you feel like being yeah our bodies and our mind i think guide us at all times yeah it's are you able to listen and to accept, right? So everything literally that you said, accepting it, being yourself, mm-hmm. getting to know yourself, mm-hmm. doing what you want, those are all very practical steps. And by the way, none of it is linear. Mm-mm. It is all very jagged because you yeah. could you could feel empowered for however many days in a row and then one morning you may wake up and you're like, I hate everything about myself today. Yeah. I don't think empowerment is like waking up every day and just no. being like, psyched for life yeah I I don't think that that's empowerment I think empowerment is literally embracing all of the dips and the ins and outs of life and being able to to navigate that with grace as you would say wait I love that I love that that was such a that was such a good ending of grace grace self-compassion and self-love well this this was intense it really was it goes deep it does go deep i think this thanks to whoever asked us to talk about that yeah that was awesome i remember seeing the message i was like empowerment would be perfect because it takes in so many areas of that things that we talk about in the authentic collective on that journey and things that we just need to do for ourselves yeah um thanks for tuning in guys we hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we enjoyed recording it and we are super excited to hear feedback and just Mm -hmm. Hope that you got to take something away from this. Yeah, if you listen, shoot us a DM on Instagram. Again, at the underscore authentic underscore collective. And we are taking like recommendations for what we're going to talk about next. So if you want to hear something, we'll put another poll up and see what people give us. Because so far we've gotten some good questions. Yeah. Like, I'm excited about that. Me Makes too. Me happy. Me too. Y'all stay empowered and... <laughs> stay empowered, get empowered, be empowered. That was beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> put that on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Well, we hope everybody has a fun journey. Yeah. Until next time. We will see y'all next week.